0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Service Monster Podcast. My name is Joe Kowalski. I am your host today. We're going to be chatting about a handful of things Adam will bring to our attention, but most notably, rust hooks. What are they? How can you find them useful? And what kind of hooks do we have in the Zapier library available for you to go play with? But before we do that, Adam, let's take care of some housekeeping. What do we have for today?
1: Yes, we actually have a bunch of little kind of small things here. Um, First and foremost, every podcast that comes out until then, we're going to be mentioning the webinar. Webinar. So you want to kind of run down August 15th, 5 o'clock Pacific.
0: Service Monster Simplified is the message. We're going to cover Service Monster in its current state, how it can help you manage and grow your business. Uh, Not too long, though, because we know a lot of our clients go watch these because we're going to focus on the updates, some of the new things that we've got. Brand new product core brand new product the app the service monster app so very excited to get these out to you guys Um, we also have 14 day free trial coming out Uh, before it was just a demo so you couldn't really you know use it as your business Uh, now you're going to be able to do that so that's really cool and then we'll be talking about price increases not to our current clients they're shielded from this price increase um in october 1st we'll be raising prices so if you put those two sentences together, it means if you buy now, you'll be shielded from the price increase October 1st. So, um, And then prizes, we're giving away a couple uh, subscriptions, one-year subscriptions, and um, a couple $250 Fill My Schedule credits, which is our direct mail campaign for client retention.
1: And I believe that the new subscriptions are only for new users, right? Or is that for everybody?
0: New users, yep. Yeah new users and so we wanted to show our current clients love right and so the fill my schedule credits only for current clients exactly so
1: yeah thanks for clarifying that yep gonna have a riot on our hands
0: (laughs) where's my swag
1: joe and there's there's a whole page set up that has all this information we'll have it linked here on every outlet that the whatever
0: platform distribution you're listening or seeing this on
1: On the next one, um, I did want to mention, too, you guys probably noticed since there wasn't a podcast last week, but we are moving to a biweekly. Or you didn't. Or you didn't. (laughs) uh, And if you didn't, that's okay, too. But we are moving to a biweekly format. Um, There's a couple reasons for that, but, uh, yeah, you'll be seeing us every other Friday moving forward.
0: Podcasts, distribution, and editing uh, with an hour long of content takes longer than you might expect. And so we're giving Justin some creative breathing room, and then I keep piling things on your plate for yep. real stuff instead <laughs> yeah. of play, this playtime. Uh, and so yeah, we're, we're minimizing the space a little bit. It's still popular. We have a core group that watch it all the time, but um, you know it hasn't been it hasn't taken off. And I'm not pulling content because of subscription counts or view counts, but. Um, we do need make sure that we're focused, especially with the staff, the way it is, because I haven't exactly sprung up from the attrition, right? We've been letting that raise and shrink a little bit, <laughs> but we've been getting some amazing people in too, um, Greg and QA now, you know, making it rain for the developers, fix all the stuff. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> uh, anyway, no. So, yeah,
1: yes. So that is that. Is that. Um, another little big uh, tippet, snippet of news for the month of August is the huge convention. Yes. So we will be there. Um, it's August 8th and 9th. So any of you listeners who are going to be there, make sure you take a look out for our booth. Annette and Skylar um, from our sales team will both be there. Yeah, I will not be there if you have to ask, if you want to ask,
0: if you care to know. Um, my brand new baby is – I'm not going anywhere, man. <laughs> My wife and baby are my focus now other than what I can squeeze out of this place. So, right. yeah.
1: Um, and then there w- there was a small release for the Technician app. Um, there are full notes uh, available uh, on the blog. Um, and the release
0: notes on the app stores, too.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. And there's there's just a couple of small fixes there. But if you guys are interested, you can take a look there. Also, make sure that you get that updated as soon as possible um, if it hasn't already. There will also be a release right about when this is released out to the public, um, right before the 4th of July for uh, SM6. Boop, 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 boop. Yes. This is a big step. Well, I mean, there's there's going to be two steps here. So it's not going to too crazy. There's going to be two releases. Um, the first one's mostly centered around kind of isolated things. Um, and then there's also one of your babies should be going out uh, with it, assuming that Greg doesn't totally... Uh,
0: which one I've got a couple on deck inventory and schedule. Okay. Yeah. And, um, you know, the scheduling babies, more errands, but I'm, I'm, you know, I want a certain thing out of it. So, so yes, inventory, that's going to be fun. Um, we could do a whole podcast center around that, but, uh, I'm excited to get that out because it helps automate your reorder of your juice and some of your Consumable products, yep. which then, of course, leads to job costing and margins. So very excited about that. This is, this is that. Just
1: the, the first step of a few steps there. Yep. But uh, that'll be a big one. And then there's there's still going to be a pretty major release that's coming shortly after that as well. Okay.
0: Now, the, that in that case, the schedule's still going to be in an opt-in basis, right?
1: Um, I have to discuss that with. with <laughs> I, it's it's mostly that a couple of the things we sprung on Aaron. Right. Um, he's been working on that, and okay. so. it's so
0: good guys you
1: you have no idea we have taken everything that
0: we've learned with five everything that we learned with six and everything we learned in mobile and we condense this thing down plus what we learned in the analytics that you guys live on the schedule every single day 10 times 100 times more than you go anywhere else and because of that we said hey, we know a bunch of use cases because we did the call center thing. Let's keep you on the schedule and make this as fast as possible. Don't tell your boss, shh. You can have like <laughs> half your workday. It's going to get all freed up for Reddit. <laughs>
1: wow. <laughs> it's going to make you get back to work. I think what he means is going to make you more efficient to do other things you've been putting off.
0: Right, like marketing and yes, your campaigns. exactly.
1: That's right. Because yep. then you can't handle the phone calls that are coming in. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Right. But- that's what he meant. Yes. Um, so, yes, there will be that. And we'll have the, obviously, the full release notes and things like that. Okay. So, I think from there, we can kind of move into Smug. There were a couple of interesting posts. Well, happy 4th of July. Oh, I yes. That. yes. Ha- happy, very happy 4th of July. Yeah. Hope that everyone has uh, enjoyed some fireworks. Enjoyed Safely. Some, yes. No but, fires or exploding hands. You need your hands. Especially if you're in an area right now, it's not getting a lot of rainfall. Um, definitely make sure you guys are. Are safe there, and, and and probably enjoy some good food with some good company. That's right. On the smoke front, uh, I thought this post from Tim the other day was actually really interesting, talking about trackers because we talk about trackers all the time. Um, you know, kind of how we make sure that we have you know features, bugs, everything is tracked in our system to you know eventually get worked on. Well, he kind of took that and wanted to u- use it, utilize it for his own kind of business, whether it's outside or internal or, or what have you, on ways to make his business better. And I just thought that was a really cool, kind of unique scenario, kind of taking that feedback and wanting to make sure he always had he was always, you know, at the forefront, kind of trying to think forward forward thinking rather than just kind of resting on his laurels.
0: Yeah. No, it's it's genius. Um, and I've seen lots of corporate companies starting to adopt it the last vistage meeting i was in was focused on this concept of triaging pain points to then get distributed to stakeholders and people who are actually going to do the work and so um, i think it's a great idea um some people i think were a little confused wondering if we were going to put some sort of a tracking system within service monster it's really outside of the scope of what we do um this would be more akin to like employee management and you know um, task management if you guys haven't done it as business owners at least you know put it to the test go on the whiteboard and do a diagram of your entire business process right from from lead to cash and what does that pipeline look like and is it have you dialed in all the pieces right and and what are the if scenarios and you know, and, and just take some time with it, draw it out, draw a whole, uh, workflow diagram out end to end and kind of see, does your business measure up or are there areas of improvement right. as you scale, as you get more people, two, three, four, five five more people, some of that stuff kind of, they take ownership or they don't, they like to do a certain task or they don't, things get weird. And so that process, even if you're clear, which most people aren't. But even if you are clear, coming in can get a little wonky or create pain points to other, you know, we call it I.O. in engineering, input and output. And so if the, if the flow isn't good, your I.O. can get stalled, and that means cache. And so, you know, bringing up like what Tim is saying instead of just a tracker that's addressing the software – um, there are pain points, or you can say trackers or bugs or features within your workflow diagrams and the tasks that people do and what you're doing with your business. And you can rate them. Usually you want to keep your metrics small. You want to, how big is it in terms of resources? Um, will, it's going to take a lot of people or a lot of cash. Um, so you have small and, and large, or not, or sorry. Then the other metric is um, how impactful is it? Like, what's the general ROI? Is it big or small? So if you've got a big big, you know you got to spend a lot of money, but you're going to get something in return. If you got a big small, that shit goes on the back burner. <laughs> if you have a small big, hello, let's go knock those out because right. that's big cash, right? And so you can really kind of triage and prioritize, and then assign people to get those things done. For something like this, I would suggest Twilio right? Not Twilio, uh, Trello. Trello, Trello. The task management app that allows you to kind of Kanban things. You can create these little post-it notes with some rankings and categories and drag those and then stage them. And then that way you can track their progress as they move through. So that would be my suggestion. Think about your business flow and your process, get people involved. If you have employees to identify pain points or things that can run smoother, jot those down in a little card, create a Kanban out of Trello uh, and then move those things along based off those two metrics. If you get big, big, or big, little, or little, big, or whatever you, you know, to your heart's content, and then modify it as desired.
1: And also, I mean, probably recommend too that um, have some different eyes be the ones that are offering the suggestions. It doesn't all have to come from yourself. Like you want
0: Ideally, in corporate environments, this is. Um, it, there's a mandate with some systems, and there's all systems around, right? Consultants will sell packages and systems. There's, there's all kinds of stuff like this out there. You can actually Google it and then kind of steal some of the, if you want to get really kind of into it, right? Gamify it even. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it's, I can't remember the point I was gonna bring up. Feedback from yeah. the stakeholders. Yeah, so the stakeholders aren't even allowed to create trackers. You're not allowed to. Like, I couldn't create a pain point because I don't know it because I don't do the damn job every day. That's up to the people who are supposed to be doing the job. And they go, man, my life would be so much easier if X, Y, Z. Guess what? (laughs) X, Y, Z. Goes and gets talked about. Gets assigned. Big, big or little big. Oh, let's take care of this one. Gets assigned to a person responsible to take care of it. Goes on the Kanban board. Moves through.
1: Gets completed. Everyone wins. That's it? Yeah. The next one, you're probably going to hate me for putting this one on here because this one gets talked about a lot. Oh, yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> it's, well, uh, you know, it's fine. Contacts. got to keep you on your toes. Yes. Contacts. Uh, Toby had a long, long question, but the, the point of it really was um, dealing with multiple contacts on a company record that are being billed kind of differently. And I think I just really want to have you go through really quickly kind of how, how we do it right now, what's in there right now, and that, yes, this has been discussed and you know, there's something that will probably eventually be out. But um, just kind of explain what you answered on Spark. It's very complex,
0: right? And everybody bitches about how complex Service Monster is. And the more layers we add and the more relationships, the more complex it gets. And so we obfuscate things, hide things or make things fuzzy. Um, as much as we can, and we're learning how to do it really well with products like uh, the app, right? And adding contacts, contacts adds a layer of complexity that usually only fills fringe use cases. You can get done what you need to get done with contacts on site records, and that might that statement might be better, more true, truer if we close some gaps, excuse me. Um, so I think we need to A, identify, you get one contact on your account directly. They have three phone numbers and email address. That kind of gets a little messy, but there, there you have it. On each site, you can have a contact. Now when you're going to a certain form, for that account, whether you have that contact available to put on the form or not, like an email form or a text form on the different mobile platforms kind of up in the air, right? We definitely need to smooth out what we do have.
1: So there, there's just
0: that. Now, 11, 12 years ago, I created the data structure that allows multiple contacts per account. That means The UI is the only thing that's preventing us from having like a contacts tab and allowing you to create contact records and setting a default contact, just like what we do with sites. And if we do that and handle it well, like we do with sites, then it probably won't be that big of a deal. It's just been something that it's such a core part. This is the the CRM part of your application. And ideally, an account is an account. And if you have relationships, again, something that we're working toward, like a parent account that might be a better way to approach it, but it depends on the use case. I can see lots of examples where you're dealing with property managers and you have three or four people that you talk to all the time. You got this person that you bill and then you got this person that helps you with the job or establish your scope of work. So I get it, like we need to address this. And the first toe in the door to really look at this hard is the app that's coming out within the next few weeks. What's amazing about that is there's a, if you go to the account on in this app that no one can see right now, and you go to your menu tabs at the top, they're all right there. You can just tap, you go wherever you want to go. If I, if I scroll over and there's a damn contacts tab, I click it and it shows me all of the contacts against the account and I can reach out to them and I can do stuff with them. It's, it's very cool and very easy. And that means if you have a contact on a site, it'll show up there. If you have multiple sites with multiple contacts, they'll all show up there. The primary site contact will also show up there. So um, it's kind of the first toe bringing the light in, making people go, we want contacts. And then as more people do not just residential and not just commercial, but kind of a hybrid of both and they're more flexible on who they can work with, these contacts become a big thing. I mean, there's ways to limp around it right now, but if you need it, then that's what you're doing. You're kind of hacking through Service Monster to make that work. Now, I say this, and we're still the best CRM, and, and this is an area we need to improve on because, um, again, it just gets so complex. You look at something like Salesforce that has leads and contacts and companies and opportunities. And those are all core things and the way that they relate to each other and how they work. It's like carpet cleaner just wants to book the damn job. Right. Simplify, simplify, simplify. So that's kind of the arc there. So we're aware of it. We're aware we can get better doing what we're doing. And we'll, we're aware that there's a whole other level and our technology is prepped and ready to go to take us to that next level. And the app is the first push into it. It's going to force the issue. I guarantee it. Yep. It's going to force the issue.
1: Very nice. This next one I added in here. Um, We've actually we've spoken about this I think about a month ago, something like that. Um, mostly just why SMTP is important and <laughs> what when I say SMTP, yes. and for those of you who don't know um what that means, that's totally okay. It really I guess I'll let you kind of answer the They're lost. They have no idea what you're talking right about right now. So we're talking about email. Using email, email through service monster. Yes. Versus using service monster kind of as a little like pipeline from your email clients, essentially from the non tech speak of that. So we had a user who was having some frustrations with the spam folder using the default pipeline. And so, like I said, we've mentioned this before, but I think it's important um, for those who are listeners who don't use it and are running into this issue. So I guess just briefly explain what, what I'm talking about poorly and uh also kind of explain why the spam thing happens. So the pain point is my email's
0: not getting sent or my email is not being received or my email is ending up in my client spam folder. So those are are the questions like that. Ah, the business point of view, something didn't happen. And then if you hit me up, my answer to you is gonna be, are you using your own SMTP service? And if you know you are, your answer is yes. <laughs> and if you have no idea what I'm talking about, Those the answer is no. Letters, Joe. You're just yeah, throwing. What them are you talking? You're yeah. just making stuff up, dude. Mm-hmm. So SMTP stands for Simple Transfer Mail Protocol. It is the technology by which we share messages around, and servers then catch them and relay them to other servers, who then catch them and relay them to their end destination. That end destination then cracks that message open as much as it can depending on encryption and how you've sent it. Uh, Certainly knows where it's coming from, where it's going to and things that are in between. And it continues to build this history and stuff and then it determines often, like Google will determine, what is the likelihood that this is gonna be spam? All right, so a couple of things will trigger it. If you are using our SMTP services, you must realize so is everyone else. Thousands of thousands of service companies and, you know, service companies, man, you've had beer with these guys. Some of them are awesome. Some of them, they're awesome in a different way. (laughs) And, And they're, they're trying stuff and they're playing with the system and they're doing stuff that you probably shouldn't be doing. When we, hear about it. And usually what happens, let's say that they um, they buy an email list, right? And then they use Service Monster to send out because they want to stay under the radar. Maybe they'll send 500 a day. And eventually one of those people on that list says, damn it, I didn't give you that email address. This is my special secret email address. I even know who I gave this email to so I could trace it back to see, figure out who sold my name. And they report you on a blacklist. The blacklist goes back to the origination of the SMTP. And if you're using Service Monsters Pipeline, you're on a pipeline with thousands of other service providers with questionable, sometimes behavior. When we find out about it, because then the authority will kind of put us on a blacklist, or they'll say, not really in a blacklist, it's like a gray list. It says, oh, the likelihood of spam from this source is, is now it's higher. Okay, well, that's not good for anybody. We go chase it down. We try to clean them up. We go, okay, we kick that player off and we here's our policy and we got to jump through a couple of hoops and they go, okay, good, good, good. And you're fine again. And then things go back to normal. Some things though will already have cash, the fact that that domain or whatever might be spam. So blah, 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 Joe, it means my email is not getting where it needs to go. How can I fix it? And this is where I say, get your own SMTP pipeline. Do not use Service Monsters SMTP services. They're there for default, so you can actually start running on day one, so you don't have to go learn what the hell SMTP is. (laughs) But in doing so, it creates a interesting conundrum because it's not the best practice. You can go to Google. You can get one that will allow you to send out how many allow they for the, the free one? The free one is uh, up to 500 a day. 500 a day. So you can't do heavy marketing with it, but you can certainly keep your business operational. Now, Joe, I went to Google SMTP and I'm going into spam. Okay, well, there's a couple reasons why that might be. Number one, language that you're using within your templates are somehow triggering Google to think that you're just shipping spam. That's not good, but that's not our fault. You got to learn, you know, you can't be verbose in your use of language that might cause Google to think that you're not a good player. Uh, You also can't do bad stuff on that general email. Like if you are pushing 400, you know, spam emails a day, eventually Google's going to be like, no, dog, sorry, you're done. Um, Or they'll just kind of blacklist that portion of the SMTP service, you won't know, and then you'll end up right back in the same place, either blocked or in spam. And so managing your SMTP services is a good idea. I think it makes it easy to um, to stay out of the fray. You keep your nose clean, you have your own SMTP service, you rock and roll. You just plug that stuff in, direct and service model. So if you need help with that, it's on our website. You can call in the support, you can send in an email that can direct you to the right location. Um, But, again, I strongly suggest if you're using Service Monster to send out email, get your own SMTP service. That's what you need to know. That's the takeaway right now. Go learn everything else as you figure it out. But contact us, reach out, or whatever. Get off of service. I want to kill it, to be honest. Like, you don't get email coming in until you hook up SMTP. There are tons of companies that do it that way for this very reason. Yep.
1: And for any of you who are freaking out, it is actually a pretty simple process mm-hmm. unless you have some really weird email domain that you're using. And even then, it's not exactly hard. Just a little bit of extra homework. So
0: if you're hacking on our services, you might not want to go this route, right? It's like, you know, I don't know if what I'm doing is I'm sending out a bunch of emails, email address, and then they're just going to stay on, which is another reason why I want to kill it. Because as, as I push this message out, the quality of the emails going out by ratio goes down. So anyways, hit us up in the comments about this one, guys. Do you understand it? Do we go overboard? Um, Should we just remove it all together? I would be interested in that feedback.
1: All right. So this next one, I'm just going to kind of use as a segue into uh, our deep dive. Um, You had posted in Smug about, Zapier, and uh, you were very excited about this. Uh, you're <laughs> it's been very, uh, very enthusiastic. The rest hooks are now live in Zapier. Yes. And we're going to explain what that means um, here in just a second. We should have a geek alarm going off right now. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, we're heading into some crazy stuff. Um, let me give you the 10,000-foot view before your eyes glaze over, and then I'll dive in deeper. Okay. So... Um, The easy thing is there's this company called Zapier. It hooks up data from one vendor over the internet to another vendor over the internet. So you can go service monster, make data happen that communicates with Zapier, and then Zapier sends that off to some other place to take action. Good example might be a mailing list. Let's say every time uh, you insert an account, it takes the email address, takes the account uh, new account creation notification, sends that to Zapier. Zapier takes that, passes it to MailChimp. MailChimp adds it to an, an email subscriber list on a monthly newsletter that you create, right? Um, real simple stuff like that. Or how about Facebook? You can go create a Zap from Facebook that say, I'm going to create a lead sheet on some ad campaigns, and when that lead happens, send it to Zapier, and Zapier can pick it up, and you can ship that to Service Monster and create a lead instantly.
1: And this right here is what we talked Bam. about in one of our first podcasts. It right. was it was all the lead generation, right? And so, if this sounds kind of familiar, that's, that's why mm-hmm. this is now taking that to a whole other level. Whole other level. So it allows you to do multiple interactions. So now you can, before you could just create
0: things in Service Monster against Zapier. So you can create an account, you can create a payment, you can create a lead. Um, Now, though, you're able to trigger off of events. And so you can tell Zapier when an account is created, when it's updated, when it's deleted. And we do that with accounts, orders, sites, jobs, payments, uh, and leads. And so those seven objects you can get catch notifications do so when i receive a new lead let's update lists let's make this happen Um, and we're adding one just today i was coding it today and i handed it off to david for triggering off on invoice so for all of those you know responsive bids and nice jobs and you know view monsters and all that stuff super easy if they're on zapier now you could just say hey when service monster converts my work order to an invoice Send the invoice account and site and job information over to this system and then you can do like a send gym and start your sequences and do all that stuff. It's ridiculous the power that you get out of it now.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is.
0: So that's that's kind of the highest level, right? And I did get a little geeky, little geeky. But there's a level beyond that. So if you are familiar with our APIs. Then this next little segment's for you. We now have webhooks. The protocol is REST hooks, so we're using that specification. Um, We haven't got documentation yet, but it's not really that difficult. Send me a messenger or post a link in the comments to force me to start creating the documentation to hand you a way to hook up, because now you can subscribe to these events. You don't need Zapier. Right, if you're using our API, you can use this portion of our API to hook up to subscriptions. And if you have a server endpoint that can catch the response uh, or catch the request, rather, from Service Monster servers when this event occurs, you can do all kinds of crazy stuff. So just an FYI there to uh, people who develop against our API because there's more out there than we think.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's actually kind of crazy now how many things get brought up in smug that I realize either they themselves are doing a little bit of coding work or they, they have someone that's very close to them who is helping them. Yeah. You know, some of them are web developer, web developers that they're paying, but there's a lot of family post stuff you see there. So, yeah, absolutely. Okay. So first thing I was gonna ask you is kind of what's new and you've already, you've already kind of covered that. So while it's already kind of been briefly discussed, um, what is a really good example of how this is useful to you know a John carpet cleaner or, or John pressure washer?
0: Sure. Um, <clears> At <throat> that one out. <laughs> <laughs> it's about blew Justin's
1: eardrums. Got me. <clears throat> okay. Um, let's see. How does this help the uh, pressure water? How does this help like like John user?
0: So, it allows you to connect systems together really in an elegant and seamless way. So, you can say, um, when I receive a lead from Service Monster, send the email information to MailChimp. Also, send me an email just in case Service Monster's email system doesn't send me an email. Now, you've got redundancy and backup. And then you can go also send it to, to QuickBooks Online. Uh, So a bunch of things can happen at the same time. And maybe you won't do that for a lead. Maybe only it goes to some places when a lead is created. When an account is created, though, maybe that's when you send it to QuickBooks, right? When an order is created or when an invoice is triggered, you can say, you know what, go send off these reminder pieces of mail or go ask for reviews or go to whatever system that you've extended in your environment. So really the vision that we had Sixteen years ago, about Service Monster being the data hub for your service business, the core customer management, the core scheduling and job management, the core accounts receivable. Then, as a wheel, as a hub in a wheel, its spokes are connected to all these other services. And depending on what flavor of service business you're running, or where your passions lie, maybe you like a more automated marketing. Maybe you like more job follow up. You know, maybe you just want to get paid. Right. Restoration jobs automatically trigger out. Maybe, you know, you get a company that starts dialing for dollars. Right. So it makes it infinitely scalable in terms of the functionality, which you're able to hook up. Now, does this mean you can do everything that comes to your head? And obviously the answer is no. We need certain endpoints. We need certain ways to talk to certain data to other systems. And those other systems need to be part of Zapier or you need to have somebody that can hook it up via the web API. Um, But Zapier's library is freaking huge. It's massive. Yes. Unbelievable. And it grows every day. And it's just, you know, and we added 18 new Zaps to the dang thing just in the last week. Right. So um, it, it is the way that apps are going to be talking to each other at scale from this point forward. Now There'll be some competitors that pop up now and again, but they they captured the market. They did it right. They saw the vision. Uh, they beat me to the punch on this one. I always come up with these little ideas that like you could just spawn whole companies like push management for SaaS companies, like how to manage releases. We have one fourth of what I wanted out of Octopoy geeky talk but it's it's you know i knew where we were headed it's like man if i had some extra time i could do that i didn't see zapier until they did it and then i went oh and i'm an api guy (laughs) which you know is interesting because like apogee which is an api company like evangelists of api web api restful systems they didn't see it either otherwise they would have built it right because you know it's a massive business yeah they found their blue ocean
1: they did it was amazing and it was exactly what was needed and so just to kind of recap there, um, if anyone's eyes glaze over on, on the uh, tech speak, it's really just Zapier is your kind of foot in the door using what's available right now with what they call Zaps, which are set up, more will be coming. You can develop against this as well if you're smart enough you know, to kind of do that whole process. Mm-hmm. And if you're one of those Or care enough, not smart you, enough. Exactly. Yeah. If you care enough, that's exactly it. We all know these these web developers aren't that smart.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Anyways, as I joke. Um, but the main thing there is if you're one of those who has been kind of thinking to yourself, well, why doesn't Service Monster integrate with Review Monkey 18? you That's know right. what it, there's so many review sites we were just kind of joking about this yeah right now we have you know customer lobby we've, yep. we've got broadly in there we've yep. got the seal sharing you
0: guys love like <laughs> yes you're in our marketplace that makes the hookup easy right because you just go clickety click and you're
1: done and there's there's way more advanced things that they can sure. and hook up with but, um, and very mm-hmm. soon we'll also have a nice job um if any of you listeners are interested in that too that be be on the lookout very near future. That's right. And um, if you guys uh, want re-
0: review monkey or whatever, like send send that dude my way.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the idea is that if you have one of those monster review monster review, review monster, yes, yeah. um, I was just basically making it the the reference that there are so many of them, so many that you're never going to fully integrate with all of them, and that's what zap your clothes. That's that's, right. that's the whole... that they close. Yeah,
0: instead of forcing us on one on one integrations, we all agreed to this kind of way to talk to each other and uh then we can via zaps and so now we can hook up what hey here's what we have available and if zapier understands that zap type a is is compatible with zap type b
1: then it can go hey you got an a zap here's all your b zaps you can hook up to exactly right and so like you're looking at the matrix you know you're not you're not you don't have to do anything complicated you're just exactly point a to point b that's right that's it so good and so This kind of ties into, this completely ties into, I don't know why I use that. We talk about this on a few things. You know, talk about the drip campaign process, reminders, and you touched on it. Like if you're scaling your business, which I'm assuming most of you are kind of- in. You want to get bigger. Exactly. Right. There, you have to be scaling efficiently. Yep. And this is the kind of automation that's going to help with that. You know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to allow one person to cover three times the the normal volume. if they're Or at least like, let's say a simple case. Let's say you're doing a job in such a way
0: where the amount of time it takes for you to finish your job, finish your paperwork, get that paperwork off to the office person. There's a gap there. And that gap can be pushed out to, say, closing out the invoice in your office, let's say, half an hour before the end of the day. Well, the person on the other end is going to pretend they don't really see it. And so they're maybe going to get to it tomorrow afternoon after they come in and put out their morning fires. And so now you've got this delay happening. And with every step in the system, you can pat that delay gets bigger and bigger and bigger. That's why you need net 30, net 40, (laughs) right? Just to process the paperwork and get shit done. But if you could eliminate all of the I want to personal choice to. Communicate to this individual. You just, as soon as you hit, I'm done, this is done, invoice it, and it just goes. And then you get paid because then it was like three o'clock. Well, now Mrs. Jones, or in this case, Sally, right? uh, Office lady can't ignore it. She doesn't get off till five, it's two hours. So three o'clock, that's plenty of time to actually take care and do it right. She processes the payment, and you've got a check before five o'clock. That's that's huge. Yeah. Now you scale that, right? You you do a lot more jobs. You're in the field a lot more. You're not quite there with the office people yet, but you're still closing out invoices because you want to make sure that you get paid. Well, everything else can be triggering off that too. Requests for reviews, drip campaigns, reminders down the road, direct mail campaigns like fill my schedule. Um, you know, all that stuff can be happening, and it can be happening in different systems, whether or not Service Monster directly provides the service. So that's the real game changer right there. So check it out. It's it's complex, but we'll come up with a video and some documentation. Watch for that, uh, which will help you guys understand this much easier. Maybe walk you through a zap, creating yep, a zap. Exactly. So doing stuff like that. So
1: And speaking of that, because that's the perfect segue to this, if you are going into all this, you kind of want to dip your toes in. You're waiting for that the information. And you're like, I can't find service monster on Zapier. Ah, good we'll call. What gives, Joe? Like, What's going on here? You need the link, the magic link. It's an invite link.
0: So we'll make that available, too, because it's universal. We don't have to invite one at a time. So we can create the link. We can publish it. And then you guys can use that link to accept the invite to have access to the Zaps that we have. And Zapier used to say if you had X number of users, I think it was like 30 active users, Maybe it was even less than that. I think I it was remember. only 10 or 15. Yeah. And active users means within 24 hours, you've got a zap. So we have like 30 or 40 people hooked up. They're not all getting zaps every day. And so they didn't consider them active. And now they completely changed the rules of the game. And so now we have to go through this whole list of stuff. <clears throat> and uh, I, I haven't even gotten my head wrapped around all of the things that we have to do in order to get pushed public. But that's coming fairly shortly, too.
1: Yep, exactly. It's, it's just because before we had basically, you know, one zap essentially. Uh, yeah, one one good one. Right. Yeah, lead. Yep. Yep. And so now there's a lot more options in there. Every user that's going to use it is probably going to be triggering enough of those. That... Oh
0: man, I'm testing mobile.
1: I have the app. You know, I mean, I'm falling asleep with my new baby on the <laughs> playing with
0: the app. I've got so much hours on it. And it's the my whole private database is hooked up to zapier and so anytime i do anything like i'm getting texts and emails because that's the easiest thing to hook up just to know things are working like ah, send me an email so now everything's sending me emails my phone's going crazy every time i'm messing around on the app it's very cool though how integrated everything is and how well it all works together just works it just freaking works it's exciting
1: i've seen it it's true (laughs) So yeah, guys, we'll have that that information as much as we can give you um, in 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 the link on YouTube or wherever this whatever platform you're listening to this. We'll have that that uh, that key the for the beta access. Yeah,
0: or at least take them to a page. that has got right. the key on exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And uh, yeah, that's all I've got. Cool.
0: Thanks, guys. Thank happy. you for your attention. Thank you for your business. Thank you for your uh, everything. And happy you. fourth. Happy 4th.